It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to The Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Alrighty, well, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show. The Melting Pack here on the Next Level Network. Today... Well, uh, Danny Schmitz will be joining me later to discuss the next two episodes of the Michael, uh, I keep wanting to say that, the Chicago Bulls doubles documentary, The Last Dance. We're on episodes three and four today. Uh, we were going to do an interview, but scheduling is hard, even in these weird times. Uh, it's weird to, to get things done. So uh, unfortunately, not doing that today, but we're trying to line something up for next week and the following week. We'll see what happens there. A lot of, uh, a lot of case sounds in there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we got some other stuff to discuss today and, uh, and then, yeah, the big sports thing, will it be 52 minutes again? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think last week though, Danny and I, we hadn't talked, really talked in a while. So, um, I guess that, you know, that was part of it. So we won't have to do the, how are you handling quarantine? So that's good. Cause we already did that. And, um, yeah, so we may actually just get down to business. Although with the two of us, we never really can tell. Uh, <laughs> we just gonna, we start going, we go off on things. Like when I have uh, a number of guests, like when Tim joins me, especially, uh, Tim is the one who started it all really. Um, you know, things start one way and you go off in several different directions. And maybe by the end of the, uh, the end of the day there, you will find your way back to whatever it was you were talking about, or, uh, you'll just do what I do and go, what the hell, how are we here? And then we have to end the show. So, we shall see what happens, but yes, a big uh, big sports thing at the end of the show once again. Um, you know what? Let's do this now. Again, let's, uh, let's take this initiative. Uh, for those of you who don't like sports and won't listen past, uh, past this. Oh, we don't have a song today, which I'm kind of bummed out about. Um, well, because I was ready for the interview, and then that didn't happen, and old Pat didn't have a backup plan. So that's on me. That's really on me for not having a... Not having a plan. Uh, but let me do the legal stuff before we get into all the things, just in case you don't stick around and you want to know what else is going on around the network. Our buddies, Zach and Chad, TFD Nerdcast, they are talking about The Last of Us 2. Uh, I believe that date has been pushed back again. Last I heard it was May. Uh, well, today for me is May 1st. So I don't know if it's been pushed back again. I have not listened to their episode yet. So we shall see. You can let me know if you want. I don't know, or not, or just, Pat, why don't you listen to your own uh, network shows? You're right. You're right. I should do that. Uh, there's also a DC board game that Zach and Chad are going to dive into, talk about a little bit, and uh, Spider-Man and Venom news, as well as plenty of other nerdy stuff uh, along the way. So get in touch with them. Do the things over there. I, why did I say that like that? I don't know. TFT Nerdcast, <laughs> their newest episode. 
is up there for you. Panos the Pixels, they are continuing their adventure through the Netflix series Witcher. They are on episode four this week. Uh, our buddy Paul, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, went with the classic. Oh my God, I love this movie. Scream! He, he talked about a whole bunch of other stuff as well, but uh, what you need to know, I guess if you're a fan of the movie like I am, is that our boy Postmortem Paul went into the uh, the classic. Paul, I'm actually kind of surprised. Although, you know what? I was going to say I'm surprised it took you so long, but uh, Paul is an actual horror movie fan, and I am not. So my like horror movies stop at you know Halloween and um, the other ones and Scream, and, <laughs> and that's it. But somebody who is actually into horror movies, uh, you know, maybe they would have other choices first. So there you go. Also, Lost, we have to go back. They are back, and they are doing the thing. That's going to sound weird. I made a weird noise that I had to get rid of. Uh, they are on episode or season three, episode 15, Left Behind. So all you Lost fans out there, uh, go do the thing. I think Lost is still on Hulu in the U.S. So if you want to get caught up, or if you've never seen it before and you're watching along with the podcast, uh, I recommend. I recommend that with a short-lived show show as well. Um, so do the thing over there. I didn't watch Lost. I have no idea anything about it. I watched like the first three or four, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. So... There you go. That's my two cents. I don't know why I have to tell you that, but um, all that stuff and more, thenextlevelnetwork.com is where you can find it. I don't think Ben did a spotlight this week, did he? I don't believe so. He did two last week, so, you know, he, he can give him a break. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be all right, but thenextlevelnetwork.com. Also, the Next Level Network on Facebook. That's where you find all the stuff, and you go to the show pages on the website. You'll find out how to follow all of the shows so you never miss what's going on, all right? All right. We are trying, Jill and I, to, uh, to schedule ourselves to get back to the short-lived show show. It looks like... Uh, so we're still on Mission Hill. We have three episodes left of that. And then it looks like our next show will be Garfunkel and Oates. So very excited to break that news for you. I don't know. Maybe I, I, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just coined that. I don't know. Um, but in any case, we're working on it. No episode this week. Sorry. Um, sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's what's up around the network. Pat, what about you? What is going on with you? Well, my friend, I am glad you asked. Not really. I don't like talking about myself. But uh, I do want to mention something that I have neglected for a couple of weeks because uh, my brother-in-law has really been doing the Lord's work. I mean, that's really all I can say about it is he is asking celebrities, much like I do, if a hot dog is a sandwich, and he is reporting back to me their answers. So I'm very excited about this. I love this. A few weeks ago, uh, Joey Janela, a wrestler, if you're not familiar, he, uh, I guess he was doing some kind of Instagram, something or other. And so just kept pestering him and pestering him. And finally, Joey Janela just goes, it's a hot dog. <laughs> uh, Aubrey Edwards and uh, an official in AEW says it's a taco. I like that one. I'm on board with that. And Diana Prince. Is that the, did I write that name down wrong? I don't know. He'll tell me if he listens. Um, she's in movies or something, horror movies or naughty movies or I don't really know. Uh, but she says, I think it counts. So, you know, we get a minus there, but that's okay. It's all good. Uh, wait, what did his, uh, what was his barracal name? Esteban. <laughs> I appreciate all that you do. And I love that you're excited to share it with me. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for that. So yeah, if any of you, by the way, uh, would like to ask celebrities uh, if hot dog's a sandwich. 
and send me their answers. Please do. Everywhere at the Meltic Pat or tmpfanmailgmail.com. It'd be even better if you could get them recording it, you know, saying it, if, especially if they get angry. Um, yeah, you can do that for me. That'd be awesome. Or not. You don't have to do anything. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to mention this real quick. So today, um, all right, so I'm working from home. And at home, Missy Captain. And um, I decided today, so usually what I do, because our uh, my work phone is through Skype. So I can still take calls through my work number because it's all online anyway. So what I've been doing for a little while is just turning the board on and using this microphone, the Blue Encore 100 that I use for the show, um, just to take the calls if I needed them, if I need to call my boss or if somebody calls or whatever. So I've been doing that, and then I thought, well, maybe it's not a good idea to have my board running all day and then record for an hour and a half or however long it takes. So I decided today that I was going to go old school and uh, break out the blue snowball. That's right. I got this blue snowball microphone in, oh boy, 2007, 2008, something like that, and I used it for uh, recording music, and I used it for my live show, for a good chunk of my live show anyway, and then uh, for some other stuff as well through the years before I upgraded my uh, my setup here. Although really, I think that the Blue Snowball sounded better than the headset that I used for years. Maybe I should have stuck with that. Anyway, uh, neither here nor there because I've you know gone in different directions. So uh, I broke out the Snowball. I attached it to, uh, to my boom arm here, and uh, it's very old. It still works. It's fine. You know, people can hear me. It's great. Um, it's turned yellow because it's so... <laughs> It's turning yellow because it's so old, and, uh, you know, it worked out really well. So uh, I put it up on Instagram, and uh, and a woman who used to work for, used to work at the same independent station that I did when I did my live show, uh, DJ Diamond uh, threw out a comment or a like or something. So I was like, hey, it's the same one I used when I was your lead, and so we got to chatting, and uh, DJ, if you're out there, my friend, you know what? Join me on the show. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know. Is that weird? I don't know. We were, you know, acquaintances, I guess. <laughs> we were buddies during this during our time there. We had fun. Um, this is really weird. This is like a bad this is a bad dating video. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but that's what made me think of all the wonderful people that I used to work with. Um like DJ Diamond, like Crystal from the Boom Boom Room and uh, and many others whose names escape me right now. I don't know. Um but yeah, those are the two I talked to the most. And that's what I thought of. Like, this is what I used to do uh, back in the day. And uh, it was actually really helpful that I figured out that, in fact, I could attach the microphone to uh, to the boom arm because otherwise it's on the desktop stand and it's kind of far away and it's a whole thing. So I'm able to, uh, you know, adjust it and it was really cool. So I think I'll use that going forward. It's, I mean, it's solid, right? It's, uh, you know, it's right. Why am I telling you this? I don't know, really. I have no idea. Um, but you know, I thought of, you know, the people back in my party days and, uh, wanted to shout them out here as well. I don't know if they're out there. I have no idea, uh, what's going on. DJ and Chris Stahl from the boom, boom room. Um, I don't know if you're out there, but I hope you're doing well. All right. All right. Yeesh. So, uh, <laughs> so we're in May. We are into May and, um, yeah, it's, uh, are we better or is everybody better? I don't know. I, I had heard that it was going to magically go away in April and we were going to get back to normal and uh, reopen America. And I don't think that's happened yet, but 
I don't know. People are just being really dumb. You know, again, don't inject yourself with like Lysol or bleach or whatever. Don't do that. That's a stupid idea. Um, anything else? Don't storm your state capital with guns. Okay? That's dumb. That's not... You're not helping. You're just being an... And it's not good for anybody. So don't do that. Um, be kind to your grocery store employees. They're going through a whole hell of a lot right now. Your delivery people as well. You're obviously your frontline people, the healthcare people. You know, I shout them out as often as I can. So, you know, be good to each other. All right? We're not out of the woods yet. Some states are are uh, or have reopened. Most Some of their businesses, right? Some nail salons and hair salons and... Uh, bowling alleys in Georgia. I got to say, bowl, I've said that I say this last week. If not, here it is again. Bowling alleys are really going to get killed by this, I think, because, uh, you know, everybody's touching the same ball. I, I guess what we'd all have to do then is uh, bring our own ball. So how expensive is a bowling ball? Is that something that's is it worth the investment if you only bowl like once a year? Is that <laughs> is that a fair use of money? Yeah, a bowling ball. I don't know. Um but, you know, if you're in one of these states that has reopened and you are being forced to go back to work, I wish you the best of luck. Be, stay safe. Keep yourself safe as best you can. Um, do we go into the conspiracy theory that they're reopening the uh, the shops so they don't have to pay unemployment anymore? Is that – are we doing that? No, I'll mention it and let you draw your own conclusion. That's uh, That's been going around. So it's all just messy. I don't know what the – I don't know what the solution is. I don't know when it's coming. I don't, well, the solution is getting, you know, testing and vaccines and all this stuff and um, and making sure we can safely reopen things and not just doing it because, oh, my God, billionaires don't have people earning money for them, and now they're freaking out. So that's not why you reopen the country when there's a, a virus flying around, right? What is it called? The invisible enemy? Like a idiot. Um, sorry. All right. We're going we're gonna to go on to something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a weird noise. I'm going to try to cut that out. Um, all right. So, yes, we're in a new month. And uh, the lease that we signed when we moved in last year. Yes, we've moved in. We've been here more than a year officially. And um, the lease that we signed ended April 30th. And so I was kind of nervous on uh, Thursday. Like, hey, what do I do? I'm looking at my lease. It says, hey, you have to get the hell out once the lease is over. And it's like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, be month to month. It'll be written there. Nothing was written there. And I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? So I called my, at the suggestion of my brother and my mom, because uh, we're in a, my siblings and I and my mom are in a group text. And you know how I feel about group texts, but sometimes they're helpful. Uh, so so they said, call your, your property manager and see what's going on. So I did. And she's like, oh, yeah, we automatically renew unless you say something or unless the owner says something. So we don't want to do more paperwork if we don't have to. Because it wastes my time and your time. And I was like, okay, great. So I paid the rent today, and, and we're all good to go. She also said we're great tenants. And uh, I was like, yeah, our, today's the last day of our lease. And she's like, oh, already? Oh, all right. Well, um, yeah, so we're good. We're no, we don't have to get out. We're not uh, squatting or anything. We, uh, we are safe in the, hu- in the house here. And, um, yeah, I need to get sandbags because, uh, no, let me rephrase, bags of sand. Because every time it rains... We get water under the door in the studio, and it's under under the, I don't know what the word is for, like, the silver part. It's not, like, the door, and then door doesn't go all the way to the floor, and then there's, like, the metal part that's on the floor. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what words are when it comes to real adult things, um, but we always get water under that, and I came down here this morning, 
because I guess it rained pretty uh, pretty hard last night because there was more water than I've or more. Uh, it looked like there had been more water than I've ever seen. So uh, I need to uh, get some sandbags and some bags of sand because when I Google sandbags um, or search, you know, Amazon or Home Depot or wherever, it's empty bags to put sand in. That's not what I want. I don't want to have to do it myself. I want someone to deliver bags filled with sand, you know, five, 10 pound bags, whatever, so I can line them up against the door and hopefully get this under control. So if anybody knows where I can get that, or even better, if you want to deliver them to the back of my house, because then I don't have to carry them and risk, you know, carry them down the stairs, risk dropping one and getting sand all over the floor that'll never go away, or carrying them around the corner outside and risk dropping them and ruining my plan and having to buy more sandbags. So, uh, if you, if you have a truck or a, you know, some kind of a flatbed thing and you want to just uh, pick them up for me, I will obviously pay you and I'll buy you a pizza. All right. Does that sound great? Can we do that? Why am I asking you this on this, uh, platform? Because it's what I have and this is what I'm doing. So there you go. Um, yeah. So I was a little worried that we were going to be, uh, forced to leave, but then I remembered, no, this is not where we were before. It's just that when it was just a dude, who owned the house and can basically, you know, tell us whatever he wanted and be like, oh, I'll charge you more money. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, it's weird. We lived there six years and didn't sign before we signed a lease. Uh, <laughs> it was insane. But this is like an official thing where it'd have to be in writing if you're getting kicked out or anything like that. So uh, I worried for nothing and we're fine. Rent is paid. We're good to go. Um, all right. One more thing. Well, two more things. Uh, one of them is a little small, but uh, one of them is actually self-promotion. But uh, <laughs> before we get to Danny Schmitz, so um, I read this the other day, and uh, well, first, I had read that the theater chain, movie theater chain, AMC, was in trouble once the coronavirus really took hold and shut a lot of things down. I'd read that AMC may not be able to come back from this because, I don't know, I guess they were losing money already. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people went there. I, don't, I guess not. Um, <laughs> so they came out and said... Uh, we are not going to play. Uh, when we can reopen, we will not be showing Universal Studios movies in our theaters at all anymore. Screw you guys is basically what they said. And I'm looking into this. I'm like, why would they? Why would they say that? So I looked into it, and Universal is the studio behind Trolls, and they released their new, their latest installment of that franchise. Uh, I don't know, a week or two ago, and they did it video on demand. So basically. You pay $20 or $10 or whatever it was, and you watch it from home. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay a bunch of money for snacks. You don't have to pay, you know, $8, $10 per ticket. So you got three kids and, you know, that gets it adds up, right? So you pay 20 bucks. You watch it at your house. You get to pause it if you have to go to the bathroom. You get to make your own snacks. You know, it's, it's better, really, especially when you literally can't go to the movies. So um, they released it video on demand, and they made a bunch of money because everybody, you know, kids' movies are popular. So everybody wanted to see it. So they were like, hey, once movie theaters open up, of course, we will go back to theaters and we will have the big openings and the big weekends and all this stuff. But we're also going to try this video on demand thing going forward because people seem to really enjoy it. So we'll see if it works out. And AMC, the guys over there, the guys and gals or whoever, were like, hey, what do you mean? You're taking money out of our pockets, but not splitting it. Because, you know, when a studio puts a movie in a theater, the theater gets a cut of that because, well, they show it on their screens. So you take that away, and that's a lot of money that the movie theater now will not be getting. So AMC decided to take a really weird stance on this 
and uh, not play any movies from that studio. And if you don't know, other than Trolls, if you're not aware, some other movie franchises that are under the Universal banner include Fast and the Furious, James Bond, and Jurassic World. So, I mean, I would consider those pretty big franchises. I've never seen Fast and the Furious. I've seen a couple of James Bond movies, and I've seen all the Jurassic World uh, things. So, I, you know, they're big movies, right? People are going to go see those, but now you have to go to a different theater than AMC to do it. So AMC was already in trouble, and they really, I think, shot themselves in the foot here. So I, I don't think, I don't understand the logic behind this. I don't, I don't think it was a good idea at all. Because now we have an alternative to your business where we don't have to go anywhere and we don't have to spend all that money and we can save it for something else. Because if we can rent the movies or uh, buy the movies, however you handle it with the video on demand, probably a rental, right? Like Amazon does. Um, So if we can get the movies without you, we're going to do that. If I don't have to take three, four, five people to the movies, get them all tickets, that's, you know, 50, 60 bucks just on tickets and then snacks. That's another, you know, you're probably spending a hundred bucks or more to go see the movie when I could spend one fifth of that and watch it in my own home, right? If only they could send me their nachos, that would be great. Or their popcorn or their whatever, uh, their snacks, that would be awesome. But um, yeah, this is not, not a good plan by AMC. And sorry, I think I just lost something hold on no i think i'm okay uh my monitor just shut off i don't know what i did or kicked or whatever but uh, i think we're good now so (laughs) i don't know um where was i oh yeah movies so yeah amc this is it's a really bad a bad move it's not a good look and uh yeah they should not have done this this was not good they're already losing money now they're voluntarily leaving money on the table as it were and uh it's not good not a good idea so there you go. All right. Uh, Danny Schmitz will be joining me very soon, both in your time and in my real time right now. Uh, but, but first, I want to I want to direct you to TheMeltingPath.com to a couple things that I've been writing. Well, one of them is up now. I did a retro game review. I'm telling you, this lockdown thing has made me really productive because I've uh, when I started, when this started in, uh, in March, at the end of March, I had uh, eight drafts on my website, eight posts in my drafts. Uh, Today, I now have three. So I've been really productive in writing things, and I'm very excited about that. So I did a retro game review of the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin, and it was really fun, and I got lazy in the middle, but then I figured, you know, five people would read it, so it wouldn't matter. But it was fun for me, and that's what matters. I don't know. So that's up there now, and uh, coming on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, Yeah, Wednesday. Or Monday, if I can get it done quicker. Um, I am doing, uh, at the suggestion of a loyal listener, loyal reader, Brian Amato, uh, I am reviewing Pokemon Red and Blue. So the first generation of the games. Pokemon Yellow will be separate, FYI. That'll probably come up in a week or two or three or six. Um, But yes, I'm reviewing uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. So you got some time to let me know your thoughts on the games, your favorite, uh, your team, your starter, uh, the music you like the best, the location you like the best, things like that. Uh, let me know what is going on, and uh, yeah, next week I could use your answer, and you could um, help me look good, all right? All right, so that's at TheMeltingPath.com and all the other stuff, and people who do not like sports, there we go. This is your time to leave. This is it. It's over for you. 
All right. Well, you made it. It's, you know, 24 minutes or so. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so we're going to play a, uh, a fun sounder. I had a couple other things that I was going to do, but, you know, last time Danny and I went for a while. So let's, uh, let's try to curb that and save some stuff for next week. All right. All right. So uh, here's a sounder. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it will be Marv Albert this time. Um, or or something I don't know. But then after that, uh, Danny Schmitz and I will be talking about episodes three, episodes three and four. There we go of the Chicago Bulls Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, which you can find on ESPN. Um, they are Sunday nights. They're doing two uh, two episodes a night. You can watch them the next day on the ESPN app. So uh, watch along with us. You can uh, pause the show and then watch those two. I recommend, and I may say this when Danny gets on. Uh, watch them on the ESPN app. Watch the TVMA version because it's more fun that way, right? I don't know. I thought it was. Um, so here we go. Here's that and then other things, and then I'll be back to wrap up the show. Now, for all intents and purposes, our strategy will consist thusly. Get the ball to Tucker. Did you like last week, by the way, that I put the South Park clip in before our conversation? I, yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. That's great. Peek behind the curtain, friends. That's what we talked about before we uh, started recording. I was like, hey, ready to go, buddy? He's like, I'm not your guy, friend. Like, oh, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I watched that whole clip like three times after that. So good. It's so, oh, my God. It's so fun. That show is utterly ridiculous. I love every second of it. I know. They're great. Oh, man. Speaking of utterly ridiculous, these episodes focus a lot on Dennis Rodman, who is just uh, a ridiculous human being, right? Yes, he is. (laughs) <laughs> that is a that is a unique individual. Yeah, he is he is something else. He is uh I mean he's the worm. He's he's a fantastic. He was a fantastic player like I I mean I think who was it? Uh, David Aldridge I think said he's the best defensive player I've seen in 30 years and he I may co-sign that. Yeah. I mean Dennis Rodman was like the ultimate Swiss army knife. I mean he just did all the little things. The the defense, the rebounding, the I, Putbacks. He wasn't like a go-to offensive scoring threat, but you didn't need that on that team. You needed what he brought. Yeah, and he was like he flourished on the Pistons because he wanted to just, you know, throw his elbows and throw literally throw his weight around. And then <laughs> he gets to the Bulls, and it's just like, all right, you know, Scotty was out, so he was like the number two for Jordan for a while. And then Pippen comes back, and it's like, all right, Dennis, go in there and be aggressive you know, aggressive on the glass and go do your thing. And he's like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I- I- I'll do that. But first I'm going to go to Vegas for a while. <laughs> and you guys have to be cool with that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, you know, early on in his, uh, in his bulls tenure, for sure. His, uh, his antics got in the way, right? He was just, you know, he had to do things that he had to do. And, um, you know, his, his story is insane though. Like he was, he was 18, and his mom was like, you're not working, you're not doing anything, so get out. So he basically was homeless for, like, two years. Like, wh- what? Yeah. Who, how do that you... crazy? How do, why do you do that? I do, yeah. And then he ends up... He was a walk-on. What, what school? I forget what school that was, but he was just... Wasn't he just, like, a walk-on, basically? Yeah, somebody saw him, like, playing in the park or whatever. Like, hey, you want to come play with us? And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. Sounds good. And you're just like, I guess I'll just be one of the best defensive players, rebounders, just all-around players ever. Like, sure, yeah, I'll just do that. 
I mean, it worked out. He gets drafted to the Pistons in 86, who were on the on the rise or in the middle of their, uh, their I guess you could call it a dynasty. And I love how, all right, so this week I came prepared. I got some sound clips for us. And uh, right. Danny, unfortunately, you won't hear them live because I'm going to put them in later. But like, I'll tell you what it is. So you can laugh about it. Um, <laughs> this is what Gary Payton had to say about Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was the fuck-up person. He just fucks everything up. He's a piss. And I love how they just... It would seem like just like a random cut. Like, oh, of course, Gary Payton is here talking about Dennis Rodman. Why wouldn't he be? And he's like, yeah, yeah. that's an apt description of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they pretty much nailed it. It's fantastic. And, and Rodman just, you know, throwing his weight around. And, and that team... Those Pistons teams, you know, Joe Dumars and uh, Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, there's no way around it. They were Yeah, they were I mean, they were sore losers. They were just, you know, like, it's like one thing to be like, oh, we're a tough defensive team. But they took that bully ball thing to the next level. It's just like, what? You're going to just injure people. Let's play football. I don't know. Yeah, and you could say like, oh, it's just how the game was played. And we've talked about that before, how like, you know, LeBron wouldn't last in this era and Jordan wouldn't last in, in today's era because of the way the game changed. But, yeah, like you said, the Pistons really took that to uh, an unnecessary level, I would think. Agreed. Unnecessary is the right word there, I think. It's just like, all right, we, we get it. You're tough. You're whatever. But come on. Like they had the, the Jordan rules where it was basically, um, oh, actually, I wrote them down. So take away the baseline was number one. Force him to go left. And then trap him in the post from the top. And they asked whoever it was, the coach or somebody, what happens if, because the, the thing was, you can't let him get airborne because that's how he's going to beat you. So, like, what yeah. happens if he gets airborne? He's like, well, then we send somebody up there to just knock him out of the air. I'm like, all right. That's, yeah. That's just dangerous. That's insane. But it worked. They won, you know, what they win? Three titles in a row, at least two in a row, right? Yeah, they won those two in a row. Did they win a third? I feel like they did. They may have they won may before. Have I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I love how we got the Bulls. Uh, we got Doug Collins, who was always super sweaty. And I'm just like this. Like that's a guy <laughs> who is invested. I sound like Chris Collinsworth. Now here's a guy um, who's. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad Chris Collinsworth. Thanks, man. <laughs> Collinsworth and Trump. You're you're pretty good. Oh, thanks, man. If I can get my Obama yeah. down, I'll be uh, be in business. But it's uh, <laughs> a tough one. Yeah, Obama's tough, uh, but sweaty Doug Collins I thought was hilarious. Like that was, I was like, this is a guy who is into the team and he's into what's going on, and he's just drenched by the second quarter. It was great. Yeah, that's the way that coaching should be. I mean, get into it, rile your team up. Yeah, you don't want to sit there. I, I think I brought it up last week where like Phil Jackson could have been, you know, when Jerry Krause said you're not coming back next year, he could have just sat there on the bench like. Yeah, who cares? Just yeah. uh, just give it to Michael, whatever. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I'm surprised. Yeah, he really could have mailed it in, but he, you know, he was a pro. Getting him credit. And then he went to Los Angeles and just continued to win. So really the ultimate. My God. Yeah. Good Lord. Although if you can't win with Kobe and Shaq, I don't, what are you doing? True. I mean, you can say the same thing about Jordan and yeah. Pippen with that Bulls team. <laughs> At that time, sure. Um, how, yeah. So how how good of a coach is Phil Jackson really? Oh sometimes my god! I wonder, oh, sometimes uh -oh. I wonder that. It's like, 
Not to take anything away from him. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you have that roster, jeez. I mean, I could coach. Yeah, give it to Michael. I mean, the triangle offense, you know, that was – you can argue the effectiveness of that. I mean, that's that's good. Also, if it's just backyard ball and you just say, give it to Michael, set some pick and rolls to do this. How many – they're still going to win 55 games. I mean <laughs> – Probably, yeah. I don't know. But could you control Dennis Rodman like Phil Jackson did? I don't think you could. No, that that's where that's where Phil Jackson earned his money. <laughs> he was a ma- he was a master at keeping those egos in check. And Zen master everybody. Phil Jackson. That's that's where yeah. he yeah. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, Phil Jackson is still a very good coach. Oh yeah, I I, I wasn't I wasn't asking the question because <laughs> you jerk. I thought the absolute. <laughs> what do you got against Phil Jackson, man? Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so we got the the Cavs series in 89 and uh you know this is right when the bulls were on the cusp of breaking out and becoming the bulls that we all know and you know they have the beat writers for the bulls and they were all saying okay uh we got you in three and michael went over to the beat writers after game or before game five and uh, i don't remember the guy's names but um he's like all right this guy said three. The other guy said it calves in four. The other guy said calves in five. He's like, we took care of you. We took care of you. And he points to the third guy and says, we're taking care of you tonight. And they f- did. <laughs> like, badass, what the hell? Dude. That's, I know. That's just, man. That that dude's will to win is just unparalleled. Uh, yeah. He's, that's, ah. that's why he's the best. That's why he's the best. Oh, man. Uh, of course, that series was, or that, yeah, that series ending was Jordan over Elo, the famous shot, and he's jumping in the air and punching the air. Mm. And I love how uh, Jordan was saying, you know, they had Craig Elo on me, which was a mistake because Ron Harper was the guy who defended me better. And uh, Ron Harper had this to say. So the coach goes me, I'm going to put Elo on MJ. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Whatever, fuck this bullshit. I'm just like, oh, all right. So that's, I mean, that's a poor coaching decision, right? When when Michael Jordan is saying, hey, this other guy defends me much better and you don't put him on, it's just like, all right. And I'm sure, like, Harper had been on Jordan at some point in that series. So, like, why would you get away from that? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I don't, I do not understand that coaching decision. The only thing I can think of is if they, if that coach expected the Bulls to run like a pick and roll and then Elo's guy would have been switched. You know, if it was like a preemptive switch for a pick and roll where Ron Harper ultimately ends up on Jordan. So we're starting with another guy because of a pick and roll situation, but that's still quite a gamble. I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing that makes sense. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't put your best defender on the guy who's definitely getting the ball and definitely taking the last shot. Yeah. How many uh, pick and rolls did the Bulls run? <laughs> I guess you'd have to know that too. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't think there was a ton of pick and rolls on the triangle offense. It was a lot of movement, pass the ball movement. I mean. Well, the triangle offense didn't come in yet. It was still, the offense was still give the ball to Michael. Oh, that was still the the Doug Collins era. Yeah, so we we didn't get there yet. Um, But then, you know, 89, they win. They don't win. uh, They lose to the Pistons. And, you know, like like we said, we're going to get to the Pistons in a bit, but. Like they were just jerks for no, just just for the sake of it. It was just like, all right, relax. You're you won. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> yeah, um, and a lot of people talk about they complain about the way the game is officiated 
officiated today. Like, oh, well, back in, you know, the bad boy piston era, like you could get away with so much more. It was like as if it was better, like it was a tougher game. And I think the officiating is better now. It's like you shouldn't be able to knock a dude out of the air or like <laughs> grab a guy or punch some dude. Like, like you should be able to win based on like the way the game was meant to be played. So I, I'd prefer that. You know, sometimes there's like really ticky tack calls that I don't like, but overall, I'd rather the game be officiated a little bit more strictly because then you have to win the right way. You can't get away with like cheap shots and just being a. <laughs> you know, that's basically what the Pistons did. That's a good point. I don't know how you feel about that. No, that's a like... good point. You know, I mean, um, I, I've joked often that oh, you can't you can't breathe on them or it's a foul, but. And, you know, that's just going to happen with certain guys. That's just how sports works, right? The superstars are going to get their calls. But, yeah, yeah, I, I like the idea of players being able to be more aggressive, but at the same time, like, don't go killing each other because then if you can't play, the game's less fun. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, Rodman was having his own problems in Detroit, and he gets traded to the Spurs in 93, and then, I don't know, somehow wound up on the Bulls. I forget. Some, they traded something or other. Um, but I remember Rodman being on the Spurs in NBA Jam because I would use the Spurs yeah. often because David Robinson was a monster. And, uh, yeah. man, that dude was good. Oh, yeah. The uh, Admiral. Oh, my God. That dude is fantastic. Um, so Rodman, he's, uh, he's dating Madonna for some reason because I don't know why wouldn't you and your Dennis Rodman, why wouldn't you get together with Madonna? Uh, that's it. I mean, they're interesting. The two of them are interesting characters, right? <laughs> yeah. Together, they're even more explosive. I wish they were still together, but then we don't get Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra. So that's... Uh... That was also um, an interesting chapter, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Rodman is just, he's, you know, beginning really to become, because uh, Madonna was like, bro, just go be you. You gotta, you gotta be who you want to be. And Rodman was like, all right. And so he kind <laughs> of blossomed into the Dennis Rodman we know and love. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dude, can you imagine partying with Dennis Rodman? No. What would that be like? I can't. Especially in his heyday, like 95 or something, you know, like what? Like, imagine being in Vegas the weekend he went to Vegas. Oh, my God. To be a fly on the wall. You might not have come back. No. Like, yeah, you. I wouldn't have. I'm not a partier. So I, I would have, I would not have made it. I would not, I would have been like, oh, we're Paco. We went to Vegas and he ran into Den to Dennis Rodman and you would never see me again. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not really a partier either. I mean, I, I'll drink here and there, but. Oh, you don't say. You know. oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but as far as like that kind of partying up till four or five in the morning, cocaine, all that, no way, no way. I would, my heart would blow up and I'd be dead by <laughs> one thirty in the morning. That'd be it. It'd be over. It would be over. Yeah. So yeah, Rodman went to Vegas and he, he went to Phil Jackson and said, Phil, I need to take some time off. Cause you know, the guy was, his play was suffering. He was lethargic. He was, I don't know, bored or something. I don't know what the story was, but he needed a vacation. So Phil Jackson calls MJ and says, Mike, bro, Dennis wants a vacation. And he's like, all right, 48 hours. And Mike's like, we're not going to see him in 48 hours. Like, if you <laughs> let him go, he's not coming back in two days. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And of course, because, you know, a player is going to know better than the coach what the guy's like in a sense, right? So 
Yeah. He's just going to be like, all right, he's not going to come back in two days. And so they had to go like drag him out of his hotel room in wherever he was. It's just like, oh my God. What and a, Carmen Electra like hid under the couch hid, or something? Hid in like the closet <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh my God. <laughs> What a what a nightmare to, it would have it must have been to be his friend. <laughs> oh my! Oh yeah. It's like has anyone seen Dennis? God damn it! Like ah, oh, he's where where do we leave him? Yeah. <laughs> what ditch is he drunk in? Oh man, who was on Dennis duty? I thought you were on Dennis duty. It wasn't yeah, my turn. Yeah. Um, oh my god. So yeah, he's out for days, and Carmen Electra's like, yeah, it was tough to keep up. And Carmen Electra is known as a party girl, right? So if she's saying this. Then Oof. you know he's uh, he's off the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lovable but nuts. Oh, it looks like that's good. That is a good description of Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, it had to be a tough guy to coach, and I think like Phil Jackson was the guy to do it. Like he's the Zen master. He was, you know, unique in terms of uh, what other coaches were doing. But he grew up on a in a reservation, which I didn't know and. He, I didn't know that either. That was pretty I was interesting. Like, I was like, oh, that's, Phil Jackson is an interesting dude as well. You know, apparently yeah. uh, in a book that came out a few years ago that he helped write, he dropped acid when he played for the Knicks. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about that either. <laughs> like, it, it explains a lot, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we got a game in an hour. I should be coming down from that in an hour, that'll right? Be fine. Fuck his it. eyes are bugging out of his head. God damn it. <laughs> Boy, this basketball is round. Have you guys <laughs> noticed this? Jesus. Man, you guys are tall. <laughs> oh, and the, I, basketball I, in the uh, 70s. Oh my, and the Puerto Rican League sounded absolutely Holy insane. God. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. They're, you know, fighting in the stand. People getting shot and stabbed on the court. And, you know, uh, somebody was banned from home games because he started a riot or something. Like, Jesus Christ, Puerto Rico. What are you doing? And when can I come watch? <laughs> I, I know. I want. I just want to exactly televise Latin American sports. Not that Puerto Rico is Latin American, but it's. I've got a friend that lives in Colombia, and he said like the soccer matches down there, they're all like that. Like the players have to come and try to calm the crowd down. Like stop throwing rocks at each other. Oh my god! Put the f- literal fire out. Like we need to finish <laughs> the game. They're they're all like they're so f- passionate. But to the extreme where they're just like killing each other. I don't know. It's insane. Oh, my God. That is crazy. What do you mean, Puerto Rico? It's out in water in a big island. It's a very big island. What do you mean? It's not Latin America. <laughs> Who's the president of Puerto Rico? Sorry. Who's, uh, the, who's the president? <laughs> That's a real question that I'm sure he asked several times a couple oh, yeah. of years ago. Who can we talk um, to in Puerto Rico? about? You know? <laughs> oh, man. So now we get to the triangle offense. Tex Winter was hired as an assistant. Um, and this was still Doug Collins. So Doug Collins playbook was get the ball to Michael. Uh, did you watch Hey Arnold as a kid, Danny? Oh uh, yeah, I did. Do you remember the episode when they played basketball and Jim Belushi was the voice of the coach and his kid was Tucker and his playbook was get the ball to Tucker. Vaguely, vaguely. That's Doug Collins and Michael Jordan. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. So it's like, all right, here's the play. Get the ball to, to Michael. And that's, and that's it. And to be fair, that worked pretty well. It, I, it did. It didn't win a championship, <laughs> but it worked pretty well. It really did. And so then uh, Phil Jackson takes over. This is 89, I believe. Um, so then 
the new offense gets installed, the triangle offense. And Michael Jordan uh, was kind of a jerk about it at first. I got a clip here. You know, everybody has an opportunity to touch the ball, but I didn't want Bill Cartwright to have the ball with five seconds left. That's not an equal opportunity offense. That's fucking bullshit. I'm just like, all right, Mike, that's okay. Like you're, I mean, when you're a star and you're as good as MJ is and you know you're as good as you are, you're going to be a little selfish. You're going to want the ball all the time, right? But, you know, one guy doesn't... Well, I guess I was going to say one guy doesn't win a game or several games, but in basketball, that's the uh, probably the only sport where it can really happen like that. Pretty much. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, maybe in baseball, one guy can hit the last, you know, Grand Slam home run or something. But Yeah, but he can't pitch two. Right. So right. basketball, yeah. like, you, you have full control over both sides of the ball. And if you have one guy who's fantastic, like like the 0-1 Sixers who went to the finals against the Lakers, like oh. that was Allen Iverson. We don't need to talk and, about that. And I know we've talked about it before, and I don't like yeah. Allen Iverson either. But well, I know why you're upset about it. But uh, <laughs> the point that is. was rigged. That was it, Milwaukee's oh, championship to win. Did you know Milwaukee then, beat L.A. both times they played that season? I did not know that. Ugh. Interesting. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. 2 they had the mobbed-up ref, screwed the Kings out of the series against the Lakers. So, Yeah. Tim, uh, what was his name? Tim, Tim Donaghy. Tim Donaghy, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man, that was a fun Kings team. Anyway, uh, we're jumping around more than these do. Like, the, have you noticed, by the way, that there's no chronology to this series? Just like this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Just hopping around willy-nilly. I'm just like, yeah, all right. At first, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We're going back. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't this supposed to be a, about one season? <laughs> yeah. I know. The last dance, right? I guess they're, you know, they're setting it up. I guess. Um, you got me thinking about Mike Bibby and Peja Stojakovic now and Vlade Divac. Oh, Vlade Divac was so fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, that man. Was, those were fun Kings teams. Arco Arena. Oh, damn, they should have. They probably could have won a title that year. They could have. It, it was the Nets on the East that year. Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson, right? Jason Kidd and Kerry Kittles, who just was money Kerry from Kittles. the corner. Oh, my God. Yep. I had NBA Live 99, so I know all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had that game, too. And O2. I actually got NBA Live O2 uh, like three years ago at a thrift store for two bucks. I'm like, this was the greatest thing i ever bought with two dollars i think oh nice have you have you played any of the more recent ones like 2k 20 or 19 or whatever the most recent 2k i played was probably 15 and i prefer the controls of nba live that's i'm not going to crap on 2k because people love it um but it's not for me that's exactly where i was going now i haven't played like a console like video games i don't own a ps three, four, I don't even know what it's up to anymore. That's just to show you how little I play video games. So <laughs> back in the day, I used to play PlayStation. So I like Live 99, you know, those types of games. And I just played uh, 2K recently, like 2K 20 or 19. And the same thing, I'm like, holy <laughs> I have no idea how to control any of this. And it was just like, there was just too much going on. And I, I don't know. I felt, I was like, I, th- this passed me by. I'm too, I'm too old now to be good at these <laughs> kind of games. I, I don't know. It just was too much. I missed the PS1 controller. They've made it really complicated. I mean, you know, the the PS3 and 4 controllers aren't different that much from the PS1 controller, but the way that they've uh, schemed it out, I guess, is a little... It's too much for me. I don't know. 
Yeah. I suppose if you get good at it, like it, it's cool to have that much control. You can, you know, like I was trying to figure out, like you can call like off ball picks and screens and pin downs and stuff. And, but by the time I figure out like how to actually execute it, the other team stole the ball and dunked it already. And I'm like, oh. yeah, I can't play defense in those games. Like, it's just, it's awful. Oh yeah. I'm always jumping when I'm trying to do something else. And then I'm just, I jump out of the way and then there's a clear path through the lane. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. That's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It's rough for people who don't play video games regularly. <laughs> it is. It is. I wanted to like it. And if I had time and I just played it all the time, I'd probably like it. But Well, now you do. Not you got something... time now, don't you? True. But I don't have a PS4. Is that what it is? Is that what they're yeah, up to? Yeah, it's up to four. Yeah. Man. PS5 is coming soon. So you'll be right at the end of the uh, lifespan, I think. PS5 is coming soon? I, well, they're talking about it, yeah. Wow. How much better can video games get? Like, what's going to be? I don't really know at this point. I have <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I have uh, PS3, and I still have my PS2, which is fantastic, and my N64. So I'm, I'm more old school, but I've been playing mm. stuff on PC, which is good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much better they can really be. Yeah, they're pretty great. I mean, the graphics are insane. It's like the 4K TV. How much more refined can our graphics really get? Yeah. I know. The human eye is not that good to... I mean, how much better are you going to get that we're even going to be able to notice a difference anymore? Yeah, I th- and I think that's between HD and 4K. It's like, I don't even notice a difference. It's like, all right, well, either my eyes are terrible or you guys aren't trying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jeez, uh, where were we? M- yeah, MJ. We have okay. derailed. Jesus, yeah. I knew this was going to happen because this always happens when we do this, and it's always a good time. Um, <laughs> so Michael's obviously upset because now he's no longer going to be the number one priority of the offense. And um, whoever said it, the coach or whoever was like, hey, man, there's no I in team. He's like, yeah, but there's an I in win. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That's a good rebuttal. Damn, that is good. <laughs> like, he's, he's right. He's right. <laughs> like, you're being a jerk about this, but God damn it, you're right. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, man. So the point of the triangle offense is basically to create more threats. You move the ball around and, and you know, hit the open guy, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's uh, that's what you got to do. Like, that's the point of the game. You want to win, and you want to try to put yourself in the best position to do that. And, of course, MJ resisted. And then finally, after, I don't know, five years or so, he was like, all right, fine. I'll play with other guys. Ugh. And then they went on to win five champions. Six- Six championships. Yes. Yes, they yeah. did. Um, they talked about the Pippin migraine game, which is just, oh. I don't know if you ever, if you, have you ever had a migraine? Yes. All right. Then you know, like it is debilitating. Oh, yeah. Like it's, and it's just like the timing could not have been worse for them. And it's just, oh my God. Like you can't see, you want to throw up, you're, everything's spinning, you're seeing double. It's like, I can't do, <laughs> like this is awful. Yeah. And like game seven. Oh, I know. So I've never had the migraine where I can't see, but I ju- it's just like excruciating pain and I feel nauseous and like kind of like shaky and weak and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, it just shuts you, shuts you down. It's just like, oh my, oh man. And you just got to hope you don't have anything to do, like uh, try to punch your ticket to the NBA finals that day. Yeah. No, <laughs> no big deal. I'm just got to no win good. a game so they, seven. Yeah, so they lose to the Pistons again. And the Pistons, I believe, won the title that year as well. And then 
MJ was just like, all right, forget this, hitting the weight room, and I'm bulking up, and we're going to do this. And he, he should have just taken steroids like you can do in Blitz the League uh, <laughs> when you get hurt. Like, you can just take steroids. He should have just done that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> take the easy way out, man. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah come on. And so then he finally turned into the Michael Jordan we know, or we remember, I guess, who made everybody around him better. He wasn't always that way. He was always he was more selfish. But then he became, you know, I'm going to make my team better. We're going to do this. And in 91, they came out just angry at everybody. And they stormed their way back to the conference finals against the Pistons. And for years, the Pistons had this advantage over everybody where – you know, you would you would uh, get a hard foul, and you would freak out. You complain to the ref, or you would just get really mad. And the Pistons run your skin, and they knew it, and that's how they beat you. So, yeah. finally, we had one where Rodman just went up and crushed Pippen, clotheslined him, or elbowed him, or something. And Pippen was just like, "All right, man, let's, let me see if I can do Scottie Pippen." <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm cool. I'm cool, man. It's all good. Not bad, but. You need to lower your voice by about an octave. <laughs> Does that guy not have the deepest voice you've ever heard? It doesn't Holy match shit. his face. Like, it doesn't no. match. <laughs> he looks like a nice, like, uh, sweet man. And he's just, oh, man, that's so deep. And he just, and he just bellows his hello. Uh, no, nah, yeah. man, I'm, I'm fine, man. Um, all right, sorry. I couldn't do the Scotty Pippen, but <laughs> actually wasn't too far off that last time. Oh, man. So he's just like, yep. We're going to do this. And then the Bulls uh, gained their advantage and they, they beat the Pistons and went on. And I was listening to Bill Burr this week, as I do. I and love he Bill was Burr. talking about, you love Bill Burr as well? I love Bill Burr. Oh, man. So I was listening to his podcast and he talked about this how they didn't shake hands, the Pistons. And they just walked off the floor with, you know, eight seconds left or something like that. Yeah. And they cut to Isaiah Thomas, who is basically. You know, oh, well, that's just, that's how the game was played. And we, you know, we just didn't do that. We just, blah, blah, blah. and I'm just like, all right, you know, you had 30 years to think about this, to dwell on this, and you sit down to be interviewed for this. And you, you could say, uh, you know what? We were jerks. We should have, you know, uh, but he didn't do that. He did not do that. He no. went the other way and said, well, the Celtics in 80, whatever. They didn't shake our hands, and that's just not how the game was played. I'm like, you know what? F- that guy. I know. Especially because, and Jordan, I mean, Jordan was right. He had a great point. It's like, we shook their hands the previous three years in a row. Like, that's just what you do. What do you, like, what do you mean the game wasn't played that way? That's just like, that's a thing to say. Yeah, you shake hands, you shook their hands when you won. You had no problem doing that. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, wait, I got a Horace Grant clip. Uh, he had something to say oh about God. those pistons. I, I know what this <laughs> clip is going to be, and I love it. Straight up bitches. <laughs> That's what they walked off like. <laughs> now, we just kick your ass. Go, go, go ahead and go. Oh, man. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, all right, Horace Grant. And I, you know, I don't know a lot about Horace Grant, but now he's one of my favorite people of all time. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to be his friend. I want to hang out with that guy. Oh, yeah, he just came right out and said it, and, and Isaiah Thomas, like, come on, man. Like, you had 30 years to think about this and, you know, it's be a man. I love how they showed uh, they showed Isaiah's comments to Jordan, and Jordan's like, doesn't matter, it's all mm. He's like, I don't care. 
I, I, I find it entertaining that they all kind of still hold grudges <laughs> through all these years. Yeah, they still hate each other. It's been 30 it's years. Great. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah. That's sport right there. It is kind of awesome. Like, you know, we talked the last time about uh, Ewing and and all those guys remembering that specifics from those la- that last play in 82. Mm-hmm. And now we're going through, hey, those guys were jerks and we still hate them. <laughs> yeah, 30 years ago, they were I'll never forget it. <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. It's a great setup. Oh man, it's fantastic. Uh, speaking of great setups, we're this. That's that's a segue from nothing because I'm Damn. cutting all that out. Damn, you're good, Pat. Uh, thanks, man. Good. I've had I've had plenty of time to practice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to leave in. That segue may come from nowhere, but the '91 Finals, <laughs> Jordan Magic. This is it's the dream. It's the old guard and the and the new guy, right? Yeah. So this is exactly what you could have hoped for as a fan at this time, right? Yeah, that's. Pretty much the best matchup you can ask for at that point in time. I think I have another clip here. Scotty Pippen on Magic Johnson. I'm a, or no, I'm sorry. Scotty Pippen was defending Magic Johnson. I just wrote Pippen on Magic. I'm like, do I have a clip? Uh, <laughs> no, no, Literally, I do not. He was on it. Yeah, yeah, Hard. he was on him, and uh, he was awesome against Magic Johnson, which is not something that you expect against Magic Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah. Not many people were, but Scotty Pippen was the man, as we know, and then. Jordan, uh, again, has embraced this team philosophy, and we're supposed to be impressed by it. Uh, I just thought it was weird. Like, he was a jerk for so many years, like, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then finally there's a better way, and he – I don't know. I, it it just seemed like we were supposed to be like, oh, yeah, good for you, man. But instead it's just like, yeah, well, you should have done that all along. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. What do you want? To, you want an award for figuring it out? For being a the teammate? Rest of us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he he was, and he was looking for John Paxson, who was open all the time because everybody's guarding Jordan. Nobody's worrying about Paxson over there, and he's just he's just Reggie Millering it over there, just drilling him from the corner. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Miller's one of my favorite players of all time. Oh my god, me too, really, so great. Yeah, definitely a top five player of all time for me. He was such a, <laughs> but oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> but man, could he shoot the lights out? Love or to that. go back to NBA Jam. Uh, John Starks on the Knicks. Oh, man. Mm. That dude was money from the corner. Oh, yeah. I love how this is becoming NBA Jam discussion. I'm not a, I'm not, uh, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> love the NBA, NBA Jam. Oh, man. So He's good. He's heating so, up. Oh. He's on fire. <laughs> Nail in the coffin. Oh, fantastic. Oh, so good. Oh, man. So the Bulls win the finals. Finally, they got over the Pistons hump. They went and beat the crap out of the Lakers. And I got to be honest with you, Danny, I choked up when uh, MJ was with his dad and the trophy because, I mean, we know what happened to Michael's dad, which I'm sure we're going to mm-hmm. get to in this series. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh man. That was yeah. tough, but I was like, what a moment. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, you work your whole life for something like that and you fail that many times and you finally win it. Yeah, I... I can see that, all the emotion finally pouring out, especially there with his dad and all that. Oof. It yeah. was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Ah, it was so great. And then we jump back, like we said, no chronology. So really, this makes the show look not bad in comparison because people paid money to do this. <laughs> yeah, nobody's paying us. Uh, so they're on the uh, the team bus or the team plane or whatever, and uh, Scott Burrell, who is... Um, who is a forward on the Bulls, he's like, dude, don't put this on camera. Don't do this. And Mike's just <laughs> making fun of him. 
don't do this. And I got a clip, the end of it, uh, <laughs> which I thought was great. Damn, my mom and dad are going to watch this now. Mom and dad, he's an alcoholic. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Like Jordan just being a jerk, and I'm just like, oh, God. To be his Cold. friend must have been tough. To be on that team must have been tough. Ma- yeah. I mean, all the stories like him punching Steve Kerr in the face, like that dude was just so overly competitive. I don't know. On the one hand, like you respect the competitiveness. On the other hand, it's like, dude. It's basketball. Chill the f*** out a little bit. And we're big fans of Steve Kerr, you and I. Oh, yeah. Love that dude. Love that guy. I loved him as a player, and I'm a big fan of him as a coach and, like, a guy who doesn't take any Big Agreed. fan. I like his uh, his world views as well. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's uh, he's a he's a smart dude, and he's he just comes out and is like, all right, this is what's going on. He's yeah. great. Um, oh, yeah. So this ended in a, in a kind of a weird thing. So it's January. So about the All-Star break, right? The All-Star break is generally January for basketball. January, February? Yeah, usually February. Right? Um, so the Bulls are uh, on their way to Utah to play the Jazz. And speaking of great teams, Stockton, Malone, those guys. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, those Greg guys are fun. Oh, that's a great sports name, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ostertag. So they're on their way there, and uh, Jerry Krause, who I didn't, I, I forgot that he died three years ago, because I'm looking, I'm like, ah, oh, why didn't they get him to do, like, current stuff? I'm like, well, they can't. Um, <laughs> so no longer. Yeah, he's gone. He's no longer with us. Uh, so he came out and said, you know, Phil Jackson is out. He said this in January to the media, which made no sense. Like, Phil Jackson is out, and, and Jordan said he's not playing for anybody but Phil. So then, all right, too bad. He can leave, too. I'm like, why would you say that? In the middle of the season. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That dude's ego just... Ugh, what an idiot. It was just like, for all the good moves he made, he said some dumb stuff, like, at the end of this run. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last episode, too. Like, why would you call Phil Jackson into your office and say, hey, this is your last year no matter what? Why would you Why would you tell a coach that? Like, why would you tell anybody that? That's not That's not a good... That's not a way to get the best out of your guy, I right? No. It's just uh, it's like an immediate a... senioritis then. You're just like, well, I don't give a <laughs> Nothing I do is going to change the outcome. Well, what's the point? You're going to pay me how much to do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a guaranteed contract. I can f*** off and it won't matter. All right. Ah, fantastic. And then, you know, of course, they're, they come out, they're rolling against the Jazz, and they get stunned, and they lose to the Jazz right after the GM is like, yeah, I don't care if Michael leaves next year. Like, what? why? Why? Don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they, what a, and that's they blew that big lead too which is even more demoralizing they did. yeah and then that's how we ended the the fourth episode which i'm just like all right so now i'm just angry that this is <laughs> over and i have to wait for more stuff <laughs> i know i can't wait for the, the next two episodes it's been a good documentary so far it's been a lot of fun i've been reading some uh some detractors who aren't fans of it and they're like yeah it's not a lot of new information but we didn't know that stuff about phil jackson so that worked out for us right yeah <laughs> Who cares if it's not new information? What do you, what else we got to do? It's quarantine. Just shut up and enjoy yeah. it. It's a big 30 for 30, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Like I, I enjoyed the 30 for 30 on Michael Jordan when he went to play baseball. I thought that was really fun to watch. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Ah, yeah, it was a good one when he went. Yeah, he did his whole minor league baseball. Well, I'm sure they're going to cover it in this too somehow because time has no meaning, much like the rest of the world today. <laughs> much like life as we know it. 
It's meaningless. Oh my God. No, nothing matters. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a fun thing. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun talking about it. And it's, uh, it's been a solid time and I can't wait for more. That's right. Can't wait for Sunday. Oh man. I am watching them on the ESPN app now because they got the TVMA version where it's uncensored. So it's way more fun that way. Wait, they have that on the app? Yeah. I mean, I've been watching on the app, but it always says like, uh, it's been edited for TV. I, I must not be pushing um, the right one. Maybe maybe because I have ESPN Plus. Maybe there's a difference. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to figure that I out. I'd like to hear the uh, the potty mouth language. Yeah, I threw in some clips and... Uh, that's why this segment's not safe for work. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but I, they were too funny. Like I'm listening to it and I'm just like, all right, I got to save that one. I got to save that one. That's going to be great. And Horace Grant is the MVP, I think. <laughs> oh, Horace Grant. That dude was great. <laughs> oh man. Fantastic. But yeah, that we've made it to the end and we've, we're, we're done another two and we are almost halfway. So yeah, it's been fun. I'm interested to see where they go. And, um, I think next time we're going to get into. I think they're going to get into his uh, his baseball thing, right? That that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, they got into it a, a little bit, didn't they? Or, or maybe it was something else I was watching. Maybe they didn't. Could have been a YouTube thing, but all the Jordan stuff revolves around a couple different things, and that's one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then maybe they'll talk about Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam, or his time oh, with that- the Wizards. Remember that. I do. Mm. Well, that would be that would probably be at the very end. Yeah. So that was after. But anyway, um, this was fun. As always, good sir. Thanks again for having me, Pat. And I am looking forward to more of the things. Um, oh, I didn't ask you last week. Yeah, we'll save it because I got to go eat food. All right. Uh, <laughs> so for the show, we're going to take a break. And then the end of the show, things that I already did will be in your ear space. And uh, Mr. Schmitz, you will join me next week, I hope, to have more fun. I'll be here. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yes. Alrighty, that's it. My thanks to Danny Schmitz for joining me and everybody who um, who's still out there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's fun. Well, I hope it was fun. We haven't done it yet, but uh, I'm just going to say that it was fun because I'm sure we had a good time. So, yes, the, uh, the Last Dance, the next two episodes air Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So go check it out. Go do the thing. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You know the drill. Um, That's it. That's all for the show. This has been an 8 Boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them, my friends. I'm pretty sure that's it, right? Yeah, I did the legal stuff already at the top of the show, so that's helpful. And um, I got to go get some food and then do the other thing that I already said. All right. All right. So next week, hopefully an interview and then uh, Danny comes back for another two. And then I don't know what else. All right. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, don't be an idiot. Uh, Don't yell at people in the grocery store and uh, make sure you're again washing your hands and try to stay six feet. All right. All right. That's it. It's all done. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, I'm going to go do something else. All right. (laughs) You've been inside the Meltic Pat. On the next level network, go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice of a spice from the top to a VK. Got a bar, got a drink, bar, cross, got the bait on the front board.
Bullshit, I got some ice tea. If you like it, taste the tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bucks. Glass some ice and a dash of from the S Martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling gold and bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. You sent me from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. In the fridge, go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yeah, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. To, and you get a bite, but the brew tastes a nice back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the cool aid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.